What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Three Puzzles Later podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ryan Svester, and this podcast is brought to you by Toby Moon Productions. On this episode, we're going to talk a little golf. I know it's a little outdated. I know I'm just getting back into the game, guys, so give me a little bit of a break. Uh, I want to talk a little bit of golf. I want to talk about Dustin Johnson's uh, FedEx Cup run. Um, kind of do a little review on it. I'm a big Dustin Johnson guy, uh, so I want to I want to do a little shout out for him. Talk a little bit about him. Um, kind of go over one of my favorite memories of him, and uh, go from there. We're going to talk a little bit of fantasy football. Uh, I'm going to lean into my Eagles because they stink. Uh, so I'm hoping that they can turn the season around, but it's not looking good for us. Um, so I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this episode being a Dustin Johnson guy. Uh, so whatever. Well, let's just get right into it. Hello everyone. Uh, Let's let's just dive right into it. Um, I'm gonna talk about Dustin Johnson. Uh, some some people love him, some hate him. I tend to be on the for Dustin Johnson side of things. Um, he's a coastal guy, so he kind of wins my heart there. But also in the way that he plays, um, I know personally he's had some issues, um, but professionally on the on the on the on the course he's been. Uh, He's been one of those players that um, have, have really stood out. And I, I think uh, a lot of people don't give him that much credit, um, but I do believe he deserves um, a lot of credit for for not only the way that he plays, but also, you know, the way that he ended this this up, this up season uh, in, in, the, in the playoffs. Um, a lot of people counted him out. A lot of people said that he, uh, he, he gets to these positions and then doesn't know how to close. Um, so I was, I was stoked. Uh, that he actually finished the job, um, you know, he, he always seemed to get to that point. He's got a lot of top, uh, you know, second finishes and, and, and top fives, top tens. So uh, I was happy to see him be able to really close this one out and really want it. Uh, I feel like sometimes as a player, he can kind of come off as like that. He, he doesn't care or, you know, he, it is what it is kind of deal, but you can kind of sense in this time he he knew he wanted it and he wanted to go for it um so I think you know kudos to him for for really making that that dive and, and deciding to do it um I think what really stands out is you know leading up to the the tour championship um I, I do want to say that his him and and Rom and their their <laughs> performance they put on those last closing holes of the the BMW championship were uh were unbelievable I think it was something that we all needed um sports again were were you know either teetering out or we were just getting you know news of what what was going to be going on uh football wise and this and that so um that interaction of of them going uh toe-to-toe one and two um really really probably highlighted golf at its at its highest level um so i think uh, again something that uh we kind of take for granted but since i'm in the golf industry i kind of look at it as a sense of um i'm hoping you know future generations are watching like i watch tiger 
to be able to watch, you know, Dustin and, and Rom kind of put on that show and and not just them, you know, Thomas and and and, and Ricky and, and um, you know, all those guys that, that are always on the top of the leaderboard, um, you know, just trying to, to do their part and, and get people interested in golf again. Um, but if you look at, at it from a standpoint of before the PG, uh, the Tour Championship, uh, they had the PGA Championship, he came tied for second. Um, Northern Trust, he won, put minus 30 on the board. Um, just crazy number there. I don't, I don't really know what else to really say about it because um, it was just... I don't know how he went so low. I don't know why the course played that e- that that easy. I, I don't know, um, but I feel like he was just in the zone. And then losing, uh, coming in second to BMW, but in a way that you can't fault him. Uh, you know, Rom just made some putts uh, and and some <laughs> pretty crazy putts. So um, so those things leading up to it, I think this is what makes it stand out so much is that you have, you know, tied second, won second, and then won the tour championship. And again, I think people kind of think of him as a non-closer, but just in that four-week span there, um, he was he was uh, playing unbelievable golf. Uh, so I think uh, in, in that standpoint, you gotta you gotta give it to him. Uh, I don't know how you you knock him for this, but uh, you know, hopefully he's not done. I hope he gets a couple more majors. Um, but you know, he's got I think he's got like twenty three PJ Tour victories, um, which is a crazy number, um, and a FedEx Cup uh, uh, win, and 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 one major. Um, but again, it's always like you know. At a time, we were, you know, I was even saying like, oh, he could be the best player to never win a major. He could, you know, we're getting in that department. And then when he came out on top in 2016, it kind of all changed. But at the same time, you weren't sure if he was just going to be content with that because that had been a pretty, uh, it weighted heavily on his on his career. I think it, you know, people saw it as, you know, when he lost to Jordan Spieth, uh, because he missed that putt in front of you know Gretzky in front of you know in front of the world, I think you know uh, at Bandon, I, I just think that was demoralizing itself, and um, you know a lot of people were doubted him after that point. But I was so happy to see him come out uh, in 2016 and get his first major, the U.S. Open at Oakmont, and and uh, it was a pretty cool time for me to really be watching that as well because. Um, I was down in, in Myrtle Beach at school, Coast Carolina, and um, again, the hype down there for him was, was unbelievable, uh, being, you know, a uh, Carolina guy, so um, I, I remember watching the tournament with my dad, and we went out to dinner, he was down visiting, um, and we're watching it on the TV, and they had that whole uh, controversy come with the stroke uh, on hole number five because the ball moved, and they later, you know, they told him to play it, and they docked him after. Um, you know, regardless, hopefully, I'm glad it didn't change the outcome of it like it did, you know, uh, for him the last, last time he had incidents like that, uh, but it always seems to haunt him 
uh, I remember watching the commentary of it. They were, oh no, it happened. It's happening again. And um, uh, I was just happy to see he didn't falter. Um, but one of the craziest things I remember watching him do uh, in that round was uh, it was getting late into the round and uh, it was heavily between him and, and Lowry. And um, I think he hit his ball left into the rough. And I remember the rough being thick and it was tough to get out of. And uh, Lowry was sitting pretty in the fairway. It was like a big moment. And uh, there just so happened to be a TV tower right uh, where he was. I don't know how, if it was that close to him. But uh, in any any sense, in any case, he he wound up getting a ruling where he was able to drop the ball a little bit further back and out of the rough into the fairway. And uh, I I think his his thought was, oh, it's in my line. Uh, and so they granted him it, but he he wound up hitting it right over, like right over the TV tower that was in his line. Um, you know, you know. Now they have the shot tracers, so they were showing the, sh- the shot, and I was thinking, oh, is he's going to go around it, or he's going to just lay up, just kind of get in a good spot. Um, but he he goes right over it, so I don't know if he ever had a uh, an issue with the TV tower. Maybe they they gave him that ruling due to the fact that they screwed him on the other hole. I, I don't know. Um, to me, it was legit. It, you know, it was so in his line and. Um, you know, not, not something that should naturally be there. So in that sense, yeah. Um, but to just have the guts and the, you know, whatever to go right over it. Um, I just remember watching that going, wow, (laughs) that's just such a Dustin Johnson thing to do. Um, but anyway, you wound up hitting on the green and and they wound up, I think, winning that, that tournament by three strokes. So um, I think that kind of projected him uh, into you know kind of grinding out the last couple of years and then finally getting the, the FedEx Cup. Um, it, especially in this day and age, I think it's so difficult um, to judge who's going to win a golf tournament because there's so many good players. Um, back in the day when you had, you know, uh, Arnie and, and, and Jack and, and Tiger and it was like okay they were they were blowing away and you know you did have you, you had Faldo you had uh, Norman um, you know you had Daly uh, you had Els you had Phil you know those were the guys um, that were always around uh, but it just seemed like the field like you could pick a, out of a handful of guys and be like, okay, yeah, I think they're going to wind up, um, you know, winning a golf tournament. Um, whereas today, the leaderboard um, is so, so volatile. It just, it fluctuates so rapidly. And, and one, t- one tournament, you could have uh, a guy like Jim Herman uh, win. Shout out to Jimmy for that. Um, but... Then again, you could have another, you know, Rory McIlroy. It's just like this time, there's so many guys to pull from um, because the level is so high um, with technology and 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 and, uh, and the course layouts and and these guys hitting it so far now, um, you know. So I think more or less, um, 
you know, it's it's even more of a you know, a pat on the back for Dustin to be able to compete in this in in that level of of competition and come out on top. So um that's my that's my hype moment for Dustin Johnson. Um I I like the guy. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't he, he gets a bad rap, guys. I I I don't know. Well, let me know what you think on Dustin. Uh, send me messages on, on Instagram if you want. Send me text, email, whatever. Let me know because uh, I'd love to maybe uh, have some guys on my side uh, really, really, you know, hyping up Dustin because I do believe he deserves it. Um, there's a lot of guys who I think deserve it on tour, um, but uh, Dustin was one of them just because I thought he was the best player to never win a major and then win the major and then think, oh, well... <laughs> I think he's done because I think that's all he cared about at that time was let me just get this major done and over with and and then I can I can just move on and then uh, I kept winning and winning and winning and then finally getting momentum enough to win the FedEx Cup was um, I think a really deciding factor for him so really happy about it uh that's my that's my golf montage um I know there's going to be some tournaments coming up. I think we're going to have back-to-back Masters, uh, which is going to be pretty cool. Going to be watching that. Uh, going to be on the Tiger watch, really. Uh, hopefully, he's taking some time to, to elevate his game, try to compete in uh, in the, those back-to-back Masters. Um, some, uh, you know, this season, who knows what's going to happen with it um, schedule-wise. Um you know, hopefully the cases stay low. I know they've been doing such a good job with the golf, um, and you know, and really kudos to to the NHL and the NBA and and, and golf and, and even football at, in some degree to really. Um, you knew there was going to be complications. You knew there was going to be this. You knew there was going to be that. Um, but we just have to sit back and and know that these things are going to happen, and but just be thankful because there was a time where we weren't sure if we were going to have these sports, you know, so I think that's a, a, you know, kind of a big statement because, you know, a lot of people are upset because of all the postponements of the football and, you know, how are these people, how are they testing, you know, how are they, you know, the Titans, I mean, they, they just can't seem to get out of it. Like they, you know, they're saying they're doing all the right things, but they just keep getting more positive tests and, um, you know, it's difficult, but, there was actually a time where we were sitting here considering the fact that, hey, we might not have a football season. We may not have the NHL. We may not have the NBA finals. We may not have golf. Uh, so I think we just need to, everyone take a chill pill, relax. They're going to figure it all out, um, whether a game gets pushed back or this and that. I know it affects all the fantasy stuff. I know it affects this, it affects that. But um, just from a standpoint of, of the sport, I think uh, you know we have to we have to let up on on the the criticism of them. Now I'm not saying let up on the fact that we need it. We we don't that we don't stop talking about it um, because it does need to be brought up because the awareness is is what's needed. But I don't think you can fault uh, anyone in that in in the organization of the Titans or anyone who's in that department who's tested positive for COVID during during the football season. Um, you know, it just happens. You're just, you know, it could happen anyway. So, um, 
you know, they're going through a lot of stuff too. It can't be easy for them to try to, you know, navigate, uh, these crazy times too. So I think, um, you know, not that we should give them some slack, but I think, uh, you know, to come out and be so harsh on them is, is a little, is a little difficult <laughs> given the circumstances. But, um, but yeah, speaking of fantasy football, uh, my team stink. Uh, I just, just drafted pretty bad this year. Uh, I was coming off a big, big uh, first-time win uh, fantasy football for my work league and uh, really uh, had high hopes for this season. Uh, but I made the mistake of, of drafting with, uh, with, my, with my team in mind and my heart and instead of just going with uh, who I, I, I knew was going to produce, uh, I wound up picking Wentz as my quarterback, who's been hot and cold. I picked up Garoppolo as my backup. Had a little issue uh, a couple weeks ago where I liked the matchup San Fran had, played Garoppolo, then he got hurt, wound up losing by like a point or two, and if I had played Wentz, I would have won. Um, that happened one week. Then I picked up Gardner Minshew, who went off. Uh the week before I got him and then got him and he stunk um this week he was a little bit better got me the got me the win but um you know I just this is for sure like I said not a follow what I do you're gonna win this is a more or less uh let's all laugh at my season of fantasy because I'm sitting one in three right now I think in every one of my leagues um so uh certainly not the way I wanted it to go but with that said, uh, there's a lot to be left to play, and uh, I think I might. I think my team is making. They're making a comeback. I have to make a comeback. I'm defending, so um, I have Michael Thomas too, and he just seems that he doesn't want to play football anymore. Uh, he's injured, this and that, and I feel like he could have played this week, but then and uh, it's been a. It's been a burden. I almost want to trade him, but I know if I get rid of him, he's going to come back and he's just going to just dominate. So got to try to hold on to him. Um, got to get through the time period where he's out. Maybe Wentz turns it around. I don't know, but I think I'm going to lay into my Eagles a little bit. What is going on with them this year? I don't know. Um, I really, really thought this year was going to be our year, and then all of a sudden all these injuries came up. Uh it's craziness. I, I just don't know how a team gets injured so much uh, every year. I think it. I said it from the beginning last year. I think they needed to get rid of their all their training staff, all their you know, their their player player coaches and, and everything, and they need to revamp. Get get some some new tactics, some new um, equipment, new techniques to get these guys fit enough to actually make it through a season. I know injuries are going to happen, but. Last year was ridiculous. You had a secondary that was basically running off of, of all rookies. They switched out, I think, like 14 different guys. Um, it's craziness. And, yeah, we were able to squeak in a playoff a little, little bit. But, uh, you know, you can't sustain against the best teams out there if you, your, your secondary is, is all banged up. Um, and then this year they have so many injuries on the wide receiver end and 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 this and that it's just I don't I don't understand how they have so many injuries and I, I hate to blame it on the injuries because I think they are playing a little bit piss poor but uh, I think it's the defense last game against Pittsburgh one hundred percent the defense um, 
you know, Wentz had Wentz did have two turnovers. Um, I think they were forced because the defense was was letting up so many points. Um, I think that because every time the, the Pittsburgh had the had the ball, that they were they were putting points on the board. So I think it's just difficult for you as a as an offense that is really struggling to try to force some things, try to get away from some things that you were used to doing. Um, you know, it's it it's difficult. So. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, the one three and one Eagles can maybe squeak into that seventh wild card spot. Who knows? Uh the possibilities are, are pretty endless with the fact that we have that spot available. Um so who knows? I'm hoping I got my fingers crossed, but um it's not looking too good right now. So I think um I think a playoff berth, if they make it, will will kind of you can kind of put a check next this year and be like, okay, we got through it. Because um, I think if you don't, I think there could be some some changes. Um, yeah, you know, look at the, I don't know how you're firing head coaches in this in this time. I just it's so difficult. Um, it's a tough ask on on everyone uh, involved to to be there and produce but hey look it's it's their job and um you know it's tough but i do think the eagles need need some some changing i love doug peterson i I love i love him as a coach i think he's a you know honestly should have won coach of the year the the season of the the super bowl run um I, i do believe he will be a hall of fame coach uh, if he stays with the Eagles, as long as they get a defensive coordinator who can, who who has some backbone and 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 wants to play football, I think you know Jim Schwartz. He just I don't know. He it always seems that he just the the defense they they have a great defense on paper, and I just don't know if it's a scheme or it's you know the lack of 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 blitzing in, in situations. Um, I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to really say, uh, but it's it's to, you know it opens the door for critique like this because um, it's happened a little bit, um, you know over over the last season and, and, and into this season. So I did I did give him kudos for last year when he pulled it all together because the 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 secondary was in shambles and I was uh, I did give him credit for getting that secondary to produce late into the season. But um, this year it just seems like they're just you know. They're just letting him run all over, and we have a great cornerback in Slay, and and some veteran guys out there that really should. I mean, we lost Jenkins, but I could talk about the Eagles forever. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it here. Uh, I'll keep you updated on the uh, on the Eagle front, on my fantasy front. Thank you for listening to my uh, Dustin Johnson montage. Uh, a little bit of golf back into your life. Um, that is all for today's episode uh, of Three Putts Later. Uh, thank you for listening, and a big shout-out goes to Toby Moon Productions for all they do for me. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify, uh, wherever you may get your podcast, so that you never miss an episode. Uh, again, I'm looking forward uh, to this uh, quote-unquote season two of the podcast. Uh, this is a little introduction and a little uh, snippet here of what really just wanted to get into uh, talking about some sports again. Um but, uh, you know, if, if, if you want to give me a, a shout out, 
Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, I'll be posting a little bit on Instagram here in a, in a little bit. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Give me a follow on Instagram at 3 putts later pod. Um, also follow my YouTube channel. I'm going to double uh, post so you'll be able to listen on YouTube if you'd like. Um, and again, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, the channel is uh, 3 putts later podcast. Um, you'll see it with the, uh, with, with the, with the logo. So, uh, give me a subscribe there. Um, and again, I'm looking forward to, uh, talk to you guys next time. Take care.